Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The delightful Kaya Green. I am so happy to be here taking over their uh, throne. My throne is from Wayfair. Uh, I'm so excited. I have an amazing guest all season. Tonight I'm I'm, 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 I'm interviewing someone who I look up to so much. Um, But to start things off, I thought, hey, let's test my five things ability out. Um, Five things, if you don't know, is an improv game that um, we use to warm up when we're jogging our brain and getting ready to do some improv as we do here on Bad Dog TV. Um, So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to start I'm going to come in a place for I'm I'm living right now in gratitude and anxiety. But I come with you to you today with gratitude. So here are five things I'm grateful for just right off the top of my head. Oh, I don't know. Bad Dog TV much? Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. And by Bad Dog TV, I mean the whole team, the whole crew. I got Connor Lowe giving me those air horns in the booth. There might be, I heard there was a lot of air horns last season. There might be more this season because I'm thirsty for air horns. Um, and Avery Jeed, who is the incredible producer of this show and Coca Galore. Oh, Bad Dog TV. If you want to support this show and all the other amazing shows that are on Monday to Friday, seven. To and nine, go to baddogtheater.com slash five things. That was that was one thing. I took a while. Okay. Uh, the second thing I'm grateful for is ooh, I'm grateful the sun came out today because I was getting sad. Um now I'm not. No, I'm, I'm happy the sun came. Air horns for the sun. I wonder if the sun gods are like, yes, give me air horns. I believe in sun gods. <laughs> Something you'll learn about me today. Uh, number three. Wow, wow, wow. I'm excited. Oh, just for my vaccine. Hello. Air horns for vaccine. May 15th. Oh, going to get that jab. We're calling it a jab. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. We're going to come up with a new term by the end of the season of what we're calling it. Oh, ooh, the fourth thing I'm really excited about, just have so much gratitude, is the big pile of clothes over there because I changed seven times before the show. <laughs> I was nervous and I took it out on all my clothes. And the fifth thing is, ooh, 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 I'm excited for my guest today, who is Anessa Frentowski. And before I bring her out, I want to tell you a quick little story about um, the first time I ever saw Anessa was um, I was working in a really bad corporate uh, gerb gerb in Calgary, an oil and gas gerb. And I was um, just super miserable. And somebody sent me the video because, like, I guess I wore the misery all over me. Uh, The Avicii video, I could be the one. And Anessa plays, uh, if you've never seen it, you should really watch it. Um, Anessa plays this woman who just had enough of her job and just um daydreams about going um to a beach life where she's living her best life and just like having the time and then she gets hit by a bus and it really shook me and then um 
I, I, I actually like did not quite know that Anessa was a part of the second city thing until quite late in me getting here. And I did a show and I saw Anessa and I was like, Whoa. And it, I was really starstruck. It was like a very um, full circle moment in my life, strangely. And I don't think she knew that. So I'm just telling her now, uh, right before I bring her out, uh, just so she knows the huge significance she has in my life. It's Anessa Frantowski, my first guest on Five Things. Oh. <laughs> We're starting with a gas. Oh. I'm gas. <laughs> I, 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 I was so weird the first time I met you, Anessa, because of that. Because I was just like, oh, wow. That's, I didn't know what to say. I was like, because I, I have this tendency to fangirl. Um, and... Here's hoping this po- this podcast is not just six weeks of me just really fangirling up people, but <laughs> I want to get to know you too. Um, but yeah, that was such a that video really it changed my mind about what I wanted to do with my life. Like honestly, that's how significant that video was in my life. So meeting you was like very incredible, and then seeing all the like amazing work you do and like how much like it inspires the work I want to do. It was very like. So nice and full circle. Oh, so goodness. I'm very happy that you're the first guest I have on this show. Oh, what an honor. No, what a, I mean, imagine, imagine, uh, thank how, you, Connor. Uh, oh my goodness. Everybody should imagine watch it. it's, uh, to, to know, uh, that I've had an impact impact on any life is, uh, incredible. So, uh, and cer- certainly not something I could even imagine because you have to remember, I am a zenial. So I am of a generation that grew up without internet. So I really couldn't even imagine that I could do something that people around the world could see. That wasn't even in my uh, imagination. How about that? Yeah. Well, so that's amazing. Uh, you still are. Think, you still are doing things that well, are impacted. Thank God for Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes, you know, we sometimes are critical of the internet, but then at the same time, we have to remember just like, Pretty cool that you can communicate with anyone around the world easily. Yeah. Uh, before, big deal to call. My When my parents had to call a relative back home, it was a lot harder before, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. My family's in Calgary. So if without FaceTime, I'd just be a sad sack of a person. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it, it is it is uh, very cool. But thank you for that. That's very, uh, very kind to hear. And also uh, the content of the video was also where I was at my life at that point, too, because, you know, I. Uh, I'm always working a few jobs. Yeah. I always, uh, always have some kind of uh, hustle going on. So there have been many moments, especially, you know, like trying to do what you want to do in life where you, you, you kind of feel like a weird feeling sometimes that nags at you and you uh, and you want to change your life, but you don't know how, you know? Yeah. And I, I when I had seen that video, that's exactly what I was going through. I was like thinking I was like talking about moving to Toronto all the time. I yes. was like, oh, I'm going to any day now I'm going to move to Toronto. And it, my yes. friends are kind of like glazed over. They didn't hear me. I saw that video. I That was not the reason I left, but I got laid off like literally two months after seeing that video from my job. And I got to like do the do the dream kind of. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. Isn't it weird, though, the way that happens sometimes that you can be like where you're meant to do something, but you're not so sure. But then something will happen that kind of forces your hand a bit, like losing a job, even something sometimes that's not that you don't think is good. But then you're like, well, uh, you know, guess, uh, you know, if I have no job, I guess I'm free to go wherever I want then, you know? 
Yeah, it's made me a lot less dramatic about the downs. <laughs> it makes me a little bit yeah. more hopeful. Um, let's get into the. I could ask you okay. just based on what we have already talked about. I could call the show now a thousand questions because I oh. I could come up with a thousand, but I have come up with five, and I'm so okay. excited to ask you them. So I'm gonna go into our first question. Okay. Um, Thing one, yeah, thing one is about uh, your characters. I've, I've watched uh, Gail Pyle. I've watched your Sheila videos right now on Instagram and TikTok. Find Anessa at Anessa Comedy and uh, go look. I, I was wondering about like your process of finding a character. I'm really, I love character works. I'm, I'm, and you were so amazing at it that I was wondering, like, yeah, where do you start with your characters? Is it with a voice? Is it with a, a wig? Like, how do you start your process of creating a? fun friend oh great <laughs> well um i mean you know oh um i think i um I, I think i do all of the above i definitely i think especially back in the day starting with a wig or starting with like a hairstyle uh a la Catherine o'hara i know that's how she starts big hair i definitely love a look and when i get that opportunity uh a look can do a lot for sure um but probably like the shorter answer it's it's Parts of myself, little feelings that are exaggerated to a pleasing degree, <laughs> you know, like little pieces, you know, little notions um, over the years. Like, you know, maybe I try to like, I mean, I think they used to just kind of sometimes I'll just ramble on in a voice. Sometimes it starts as a voice, but then I find like kind of the little feeling behind it, you know, like what the sentiment is. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, I do voice and wig so yeah i really understand that but so i like the idea of like using little pieces of you and exaggerating it that's lovely that's another way i've thought about it before so that's great um my second question thing too <laughs> is yeah. um i uh i'm a big fan of nicole byers podcast uh why yes. won't you date me so i heard you um read tarot for nicole buyer um yeah. and I, I just i was wondering have um how did you get into tarot and this is still in thing too um have you ever done any like comedy inspired by tarot um i mean i definitely like a lot of people got into it by you know getting those cards read one day um and um i think yeah a friend got me a deck um i think you're supposed to get a deck but i, I kind of just started reading them for fun um, and then, uh, uh, like kind of like where it's like more like starting a conversation where like, if it comes up and you're just like, Ooh, this is a fun thing to kind of start the conversation about whatever area of your life. Cause I do think that mostly we're, we're talking to ourselves. So you're hearing what you want to hear, or what you want to tell yourself or whatever, but you know, it's like your guidance system talking to you. Um, and then the funny thing, um, with tarot cards is, uh, me and my uh, comedy partner, uh, Sarah Hillier, and uh, her husband, <laughs> Andy Hall. I think one day we made our... Andy Hall's actually really great at reading tarot cards. He does it really intuitively. Like, he doesn't read the book. Really? Um, yeah, he's really good at it. He gives, like, a real... He's a real... Got a real vibe going on. Um, but we made our own. We started to draw, like, pictures just on flashcards. <laughs> I actually... And I've seen some of these. Some of them. Yeah. What was the, there's really funny ones. What, I think there's something with peanut butter, but I could be wrong. <laughs> um, one of them is the big popular one. I think it's teen teen broom. It's like she's a she's a teenager, but she's also a broom. And she's kind of being a wallflower at the dance. 
Uh, so Teen Broom's pretty hot. Uh, there was a dick made of dicks. <laughs> um, that's a very good one. That's like a you know, a uh, couple couple classics on there. But kind of like the idea is you know, uh, you know those we just interpret however however we look at the picture and think what it might mean based on the question. Um, but oh, it and like sometimes I'll read just tarot cards for fun on Instagram or something. And a lot of people request the homemade deck, I have to say. Yeah, the homemade deck was great. I was I like that because you were using I, I you had a birthday fundraiser, I think, and you were using both the reels thing and the and the the drawn deck, which was really great. Um, Andy Hill, uh, I will be sliding into your DMs after that. I don't know if you're yeah. listening. You're probably watching right now. I know. Uh, so, <laughs> but I'll be sliding into your DMs because who knew that? I always asked him. He was like my bartender, um, like person I'd confide in at, at Bad Dog. And who knew? Yeah. He had Tara behind there, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, he gives a fun reading. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he puts his personality in there for sure. Uh, speaking of Sarah Hillier, um, I, I love the work you two did together. I, I was at a lip sync um, show that Tom Hearn produces and you <laughs> you did a bit where it was umbrellas on top of umbrellas on top of like just yeah. I've never seen actually that many umbrellas in one uh, spot. Very impressed. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. So thing three is I was just wondering, um, I, I, I love working with my friends, but I find it hard to like actually make like things happen when you're working with your friends. So I was wondering like what your process is when you're working with Sarah. And I know you work with another friend with yours, Steph Tolov, who you do your amazing Sheila work with <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram. So yeah, just what's your process with working with friends? Well, I'll tell you what. So I think that like you, uh, uh, well, Sarah and I specifically, here's what it's going to be. A lot of Zoom meetings. Half your rehearsal is going to be just chatting. <laughs> uh, just going to be catching up. So you got to work. You got to factor that in uh, a lot of canceling, a lot of rescheduling, uh, a lot of like, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so I think that's the thing with friends is that you have to kind of hang out with Steph a little different Steph. We're running an errand. We got to go to Costco anyway, <laughs> bring the wig. Uh, maybe we shoot a bit uh, on, <laughs> on the way, but we're also going to get another errand done. Um, so I think like every every friendship, every collaboration is different. I do love to collaborate, um, but I think I'm also pretty flexible about working in different ways, you know, like because yeah. I can like you can, uh, you know, you can write through improv. I'm also fine to like type side by side. I'm also fine, fine to go draft for draft yeah. or something, you know, so like I think uh, you just every friend's different and you figure out if there is a way sometimes you need like a jam session to like come up with ideas, but I love like bouncing things off people. It always, for all the things that I was nervous about doing, um, um, like anything I'm nervous about doing, if I'm, it's always more fun if I grab a coffee and do it with a friend. Yeah. And do you, you know, and like, yeah. Do you make time for that? Like in your own, like, I know you're probably, a, you're, when you're booked and you're busy, you, do you make time to how do you make time to like keep up with those schedules? Is it just flexibility uh, and like finding that balance with your friends? Yeah. Yeah. I think you find a groove, right? Like it's always hard to kind of get in a groove and then you kind of like start to feel out each other's schedule. Like, okay, like they've got, especially, you know, like I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm in LA. Sometimes I'm collaborating with people in Toronto. So you like got the time zone things yeah. or whatever, even, uh, even just finding time to you know, keep up with like phone calls to the family, you know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, yeah. But, you know, I think especially this time, like sometimes like, 
we can be hard on ourselves, but it's like, as long as I've got something going, as long as I like, I do the best to the best of my ability and that changes day to day. So sometimes all I can do is maybe uh, a 10 second Instagram video and sometimes not even that, you know? So yeah, sometimes you're going to get makeup. Sometimes you're not going to get makeup. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're probably very rarely going to get a bra. Okay. That's I have my limits of what I'm able to muster and what I can produce. And that's it. This so. is the first time I wore a bra this week and it's for you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I, I, I specifically took mine off for oh, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> different approaches. Different yeah. approaches. Um, I also love the idea of multitasking. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. So when oh, you're yeah. like, when you're like, I've got to go to Costco anyways, let's shoot a bit. Like that's my dream friendship. That is the, yeah. literally, that's what I am trying to convince every one of my friends to do with me. It's constantly like, yeah, let's uh, film a bit while we're here. Um, yeah. Keep, keep a wig in your purse and an <laughs> eyeliner in your fanny pack. You know, oh, yeah. if I have to, if I have to draw in a quick goatee. Nice. Um. <laughs> yeah, in case you're going to be AG from the Backstreet Boys, another. <laughs> yeah. Your two AJs, but very good. Um, that's great. Okay. I we're going through these questions, which seems alarmingly fast. So I maybe I will ask you a thousand questions. Nobody's okay. here to rein me in, right, Connor? <laughs> um, great. So uh my this is a question I'm gonna ask everybody because we're on Bad Dog TV and um it's about improv here. Bad dogs of the theater made about improv. So I just want to know like the impact improv has had on like your comedy career and your life. I'm and yeah, I I really am interested. <laughs> oh um well thank you very much yeah i absolutely um improv really freed me up as a person and uh as a you, you know as like as a performer and as a person as well i was afraid of it for a long time so even just like it was a real i'm a real late bloomer it took me a long time to kind of even believe that you could do this or live this way so Yes, just philosophically, like I love the idea of saying yes, philosophically in improv and in life, like that more things, that notion that more things happen to you when you say yes, right? So yeah. I, uh, that really uh, uh, struck me. And I also find it really like, um, like having that ability, I find it like a liberating way to write too. Like I like that I can just like, just try something. If I've, It makes me feel free, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, and that, that like then then sometimes something magical happens and how cool is that you know um yeah so uh but it did take me a while to get there i have to be honest i uh I, yeah you I, said late I, blooming i'm really curious about that because i i got back in i used to do improv in high school then i took like a decade off and then i got back into it so what do you, yeah what do you mean by like late blooming into improv well, I I uh I went to theater school first. Um so like that like I didn't even really know that I like I didn't know that there was anything outside of stand up really. I guess really like you know besides like television and um so I so I took theater and then somebody did tell me about the Second City Conservatory, but I did not know that you could like go to school for sketch comedy yeah. or anything like that. Um, so all of that was like big shifts for me. Um, and then, but then I did go from, I kind of went heavily into sketch comedy and then it was like, I could like, that was felt the closest to acting with a script or having like knowing what to like, that was the easiest step forward. And then I would say improv and stand up both were like big fears for many years. And, 
you know, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> like for many, many years, actually. So only when I forced myself in the situation was then I just like, OK, well, now I have to do it. So at the Second City, I had to do it every night. So uh, I guess I, I I thought I would actually get a lot better faster, but I I didn't. <laughs> um, now I feel much more comfortable, like just stepping on stage and improvising with like where I, I don't like where I realize now more just like if I'm having fun, that's all that matters. Like if yeah, if, like I, I think I took it more like one. I think when I was younger, I wanted to be good. Yeah. So I was more scared all the time. And now I really just focus on having fun, which if, which ends up being better. Which yeah. will be good if you have fun. And nobody, nobody's not going to enjoy you having fun. So the simple kind of things like really, uh, really stuck with me of like, okay, if I do this simple thing, it like solves many problems. So having fun is the most Key important thing. To it, yeah. And then stand up. It's like a stand up was scary for different reasons. Um, and uh, but then again, that it's like that the trajectory is like more and more practice. Your set gets progressively better. So it's a more linear track where yeah, improv felt like, whoa, like it just felt like you just, and I really was improvising wild for years with no, uh, <laughs> with, no with no sense of uh, any structure whatsoever. Um, I love that. That's so. my favorite kind of improv. <laughs> that's my favorite. And, and it got lost quite, quite a bit. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, you know, and now it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, that's the good thing about getting older. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think so. I, I think I used to try when I was in high school to be good. And then I, I didn't mm -hmm. like it. I tried to get into theater school. I, I, I bombed that audition. And so I didn't do it for years and years later. And then I was like 28 when I got back into it. And I did notice like that click. You said there's like a click where you just like feel free in it. And I think it was mm -hmm. because, yeah, I'm just genuinely having fun. And I, I think doing it. Uh, online has actually helped that even more because I'm less anxious about anybody being around me. And it's just me literally trying to make myself laugh in a room uh, in this room. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, great. Amazing. Um, we're already on question number five, but I've made this one longer and I'm happy about that because uh, thing five, uh, you have a, a thing you do on Instagram and and TikTok where you give uh, bits of advice, which mm -hmm. honestly, I'm hungry and thirsty and just starving for <laughs> life advice. I'm just in this place where I'm really into Oprah and listening to words of advice. So I would love your five um, like best pieces of ad advice you've given, maybe out of all your bits, if you can think of five. I can and I will. Uh, they're not guaranteed to be the best, but maybe they're the ones um, that like come to mind the quickest. Okay. Uh, 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 the easiest way to double your money is to start with very little money. Oh, that's a good um, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you want to, um, this is kind of specific to my parents, uh, uh, you know, but. Uh, if you want to convince your parents you're doing well in life, wear red lipstick and a hat when you come to see them. <laughs> I actually, uh, I do wear lipstick when I see my parents because I do want to look put together. Yeah, quotation marks. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. The hat. I've and, never tried and, the hat. What kind of hats? Well, well, this was this is so my family's Russian, right? Yeah. So it was like this is rooted like in a story where it was like I wore a fedora, <laughs> um, like I. 
on purpose to impress my dad because he one day because when I go home to Canada, it's like winter time and it's Christmas and I'm always in my pajamas. And Russians really like to dress up to go out. I do think it's a little bit of like the communist background where it's like the only way you can show off is kind of like how what in your clothes, you know, you try to spruce up your outfits, you know, anyways. But my dad did say to me, like, he's a really nice guy. But he was like, you know, when you came back from L.A., we thought you'd start dressing better. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, I do. I was like, people. Oh, I was like, I wear a lot of bold looks. I'm like, people comment on how I dress all the time. I'm just like, but I'm home. So I'm just. But it's like, he's not Instagram. He's not seeing me like <laughs> drop a look on the gram. He's just like sees me in sweatpants. And it's like. And then I was like, oh, so I went out and I bought a fedora and like a new coat or something. And then the next time I came in, he was like, whoa, (laughs) noted advice. So it was like, yeah, I was like, that's what they want is like you're supposed. And I was like, that's rude to get off a plane and like, you know, show off where your best threads to like be like, hello, I'm back. (laughs) I just got off a plane looking great. You know, it's like it's like, who does that? Like, you're supposed to like show off, go back to your family and show off is what are you i guess supposed to do i uh, so they love to see it why well, let they, they're they're fashionistas my parents and they want to see the looks looks <laughs> so um yeah do you do slideshow or do you after that do you now like when you come back bring bring looks with you <laughs> bring some of your signature looks or you're like look Dad. i mean i i did i did get the evan bedell play suit specifically because <gasps> that's I thought, a uh, play is, suit oh yes, my god it, so, i want so one I thought, so bad a, oh they're so comfortable but i thought this is again we are an indoor uh attire but we're making a statement it's a bit of a a fashion forward yes it's vibe. a very canadian play suit <laughs> and very canadian yeah. Themed. Yeah. yeah so i thought i thought this is just gonna be my indoor look i'm gonna have the one um and it's gonna be this we can belt it if we need to <laughs> if we want to address your vibe but um oh my god um yeah so uh it, like and also too it's like all your parents want is for you to be doing well especially when you live far away they're all stressed out about it so it's like you really i do feel like i actively have to put on a show uh, <laughs> when i visit 100 percent. because when i stay for four months it's like oh when i stay for a long time like i have in COVID, it's like well guess what they're gonna see the real the real me uh more often right which is like you're not always in a great mood you're not always uh, at your best so we can turn it on for a week or two but uh yeah i have uh, more than that uh, guess what uh, so your parents are just they just want and when a lot of times when people have issues like conflicts especially if they like decide to take a path that their parents didn't want, you know, like it's like, it's always rooted in the fact that they want you to, to be happy. And they think like the route to happiness is like this, like a, a steady job or this, that thing or the other. So your job is to convince them you're happy. So they don't worry about the choices you make, <laughs> but I can't always do that. Like I'm always like, eh. you know, like, and so I was like, but that is like the way that's my tip to youngsters. If you want your parents off your back, convince, <laughs> convince them you're happy. And then they won't worry. Convince them you're happy or wear a hat and put some lipstick on. Or wear a hat. And then they won't even ask the question, maybe, because they go hat and lipstick. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, we don't need to even ask. We know she's doing great. My producer, Avery Jean, has asked, uh, and, and I need it too, honestly, a, an audio description of your play suit. Um, I can see it. I'm overjoyed. Okay. But I need a, we need an audio description for fashion. Okay, so... It's okay. So if you want to imagine, okay, I want you to imagine almost like a picnic blanket. Okay. So like a long, like rectangular, like picnic blanket. And if you like, 
that folded it in half and like kind of put it and cut a hole on one side and put it on. So it's, <laughs> it's like it's like I'm wearing if I extend my arms out horizontally, I'm wearing a giant rectangle. But there has to be a neck hole. But then also the sides are sewn up. If you look up at the Evan Bedell play suit, you should be able to find. <laughs> I actually had that that folding one. Yeah, it it is a, a it is a uh, a rectangle of fabric uh, with a loose with a loose leg. Um, I need I, I'm not even lying to you that yesterday I Googled this. Like if you were to look at my Google, you would see that I looked up play suits because I was like, I don't care anymore. I just want to be like, I want to like live. I, I've never been able to wear a romper successfully. I think yeah. this could be like the romper I could wear successfully. It could abs, abs, you absolutely anybody can wear it. I think it's also been called a squirrel suit. <gasps> if you can imagine a flying squirrel and like kind of like the flab, the, the flabs of skin that, that <laughs> go out in a squirrel. Um, I think this is b- called a squirrel suit. If like by Pat. <laughs> well, there we go. I mean, Thank you, Connor, for that uh, terrifying I mean... squirrel suit. <laughs> For our audio listeners on the podcast right now, Connor is pulling up squirrel suits on Google Images, and we're looking at people jumping out of planes and using the material to catch themselves midair. And also one creepy guy holding two nuts while dressed as an actual squirrel with a very disarming look on his face. Oh, yeah, you are seeing a lot of that shape there as people are. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it, yeah, like if you were to jump out of a plane, it's the kind of uh, material that might support you. Except I will say I don't recommend jumping out of a plane okay. in an Evan Bedell play suit thinking it will keep yeah, you alive. We're it not suggesting Bad Dog Theater does not support <laughs> you jumping out of a plane in that, yeah. a play suit now. Yeah, um, that was great. That was two pieces of advice, but that that was a nice juicy second one, and I loved it because we got like yes. also a fashion description, which is so important here on the show. Well, well and here's the thing: well, however much time you need me to fill, you tell thank me. you. Uh, I mean, I could talk. <laughs> let's do I a lot talk of this. about any one of these stretchy. <laughs> let's do a stretchy cheese five thing. <laughs> um, okay, what's the what's a bit of advice okay, number next, three? Okay, so this one is you're in a relationship if you're relating. Oh my! You're in a relationship if you're relating, because here's what I think. I think that it's like what I mean by that is like if you are in any circumstance where you are relating to someone on any level, be it a conversation or whatever, you're relating. That's a relationship. You have you you they are not a, a person that you do not know. You are relating to them in that moment, and I think that is meant to kind of like. Uh, suggest that there should be a uh, a level of uh, respect like where like it's like you can't just be like oh we're not in a relationship so I can treat you however I want because you don't matter it's like no, no. it's a kind of relationship it may, <laughs> may not be a romantic relationship it might not be a friendship it might not but there's a relationship there so it's like you can't just uh, I have some emails uh, to send after this about that, that <laughs> I had a real aha when you first said it, I was like <laughs> I really like gas yeah. that's Amazing. And yeah, yeah, I have a lot of. So, yeah. The nature of the relationship, what the relationship is, those are terms that you just you decide. But basically, that's to be like, there's never an excuse to be shitty to someone else. Yes. You can find a nice way to do it. You can find 
it's still you have a relationship with that person, but now you may never see them again, but you have a relationship and the relationship is what it is, you know, relating to um, someone. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, that is true. And then you should treat people with that respect that you treat people with in a relationship. She's bitter about some things. And this is all of a sudden became therapy. Number three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, oh, God. You know, yeah, it was really good. I felt that one. That one. That one hit my uh, old uh, ticker. So yeah. Very, that was a good piece of advice, Ines. I'm really excited about four and five now. <laughs> well, it is like, it is, well, they have like that phenomenon. Okay, so it's kind of like the phenomenon of like when people treat people badly because they're driving. And it's like, if somebody kind of got a little close to you, if you were walking down the street, like the equivalent of cutting you off or they kind of stood in, fr in front of you or something, it's like you wouldn't like freak out at the person. You'd have more information, but it's like, it's like people are ruder because there's more anonymity in a car. And so they, you know, and they've like done scientists have kind of studied this because people behave differently when they don't experience any consequences and stuff like that. So then, of course, you have the Internet and it's like, all right, well, everybody thinks that, you know, like that their their behavior doesn't have any consequences because they they're not there to see them. The con, you know, and it's yeah. like, well, now, like still like <laughs> so that I think is what is interesting about like the terms to which people decide whether or not they want to be kind. And yeah. it's like, well, it always matters. Um, which takes me to my next piece of advice, which this one I say a lot too, which is it's cooler to care. It's cooler to care. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've been told on many jobs that I care too much. So cooler to care. Thank cooler you. Care. Well, there I think that was a reaction to kind of like the the like notion that um that it's like where it's like everybody wanted to be unbothered. Everybody wants to be like, I'm not emotionally impacted by anything, um, which is like a showing of strength or something, you know, like and it's like I get that. Like I like, like truly not caring, I know, like must feel like liberating. And, you know, there's like various ways to interpret it. Like, but but generally speaking, if you're somebody who cares and feels feelings and um, like it's like, you know, it's like you don't have to do anything like, you know, you don't have to set up a full picnic for someone. But is that more fun? Like, isn't that cooler that somebody put thought into something and. And like wanted to like, isn't it like, you know, you don't have to get somebody a birthday cake and decorate the apartment if it's their birthday. But isn't it more fun? Like, yeah. wouldn't you want, you know, so it's sort of like we don't have to do anything ever. We don't have to. But it's like this notion of like, would you would, like, wouldn't you rather just dive in head first, like into love and like, you know, maybe you get burned, whatever big whoop, you pick yourself back up. But wouldn't you rather just like get excited about something. I'm a fangirl too. Like I, cause I kind of feel like I was like, listen, I'm in, I'm in LA. Uh, uh, I was born in Russia. I, I lived in Canada. I'm here now. I never thought like some things that are possible. I'm going to geek out on whatever I can geek out on because uh, <laughs> quite frankly, I'm going to get pumped about everything. I'm not mm. going to be too cool for uh, a celebrity sighting. I'm going to freak out about it and talk about it nonstop. I'm going to get very excited about every uh, party I get invited to. I'm extremely pumped about trying every single new hors d'oeuvre. Like, I'm going to get excited about things because, like, why not? You know, That's... we're living life. Might as well enjoy things. 
That's one for my own heart. Yeah, I, I was always told um, in a lot of jobs, a lot of like situations that I care too much. But you're right. It's just like I show up really hard for things. And the first time I think it ever really got embraced was improv because they're like, OK, enthusiasm. We like that here. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. That's an amazing piece of advice. You should all care so much. And because, yeah, I'm terrible at playing it cool. Playing it cool. That's not for me. I'm. I play it hot. <laughs> I play it hot. Yeah. Um, that's great. What's your fifth piece of advice, Vanessa? Uh, okay, I guess it's um, that if you, oh, I've got, maybe there's a couple here. Oh, is there, do you have, okay, I have a couple lingering. Give me, if, is there a topic I haven't covered like um, that on, on a particular topic? Well, you covered fashion with the hat and lipstick for your pants. <laughs> you've covered, you've covered uh, just a lot of things that hit my heart about caring about things. What, what's what? Do you have a money one? I'm really like notoriously bad at money. So well, I did the well, I did the money one was first. The oh, right. way to double your money is very little money. So right. we covered all the topics, maybe. Right. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Money. We okay. Have- I guess. Okay. I'll take then. I'll do this one. Um, where uh i'll do take this borrow this one this one's from this one had a big impact on my life and it's from counselor deanna troy on star trek the next generation (laughs) uh the empath uh and it's feelings aren't positive or negative it's the actions resulting from those feelings that's positive or negative so that you can feel what you want but don't burn someone's house down noted do not burn someone's house down. um yeah that is something I, i've been working through in therapy because yeah it you can just have a feeling and it doesn't have to be a reaction too. the reaction oh. is a separate part right so yes yeah. there's another one about those um that uh uh like that thoughts are like fleeting i think this is like i think this is like a buddhist thing but that's that uh don't invite your thoughts for tea Oh. that like they can they're gonna roam through but don't invite them to stay like so don't ruminate on them i suppose like yeah. that it's like sometimes it's like if just because you have a thought and it, it's passing through doesn't mean that it's it doesn't mean that's who you are now yeah you know it's like oh it's just like rolling through like things roll through that notion of like um was it, uh, was it, was it, Jin- I'm thinking of the drag queen, Jinx, was it Jinx Monsoon who said water off a duck's back? It water was Jinx Monsoon, yeah, water yeah. off a duck's back. That, that, that reminds me of that too, of like, it's like rolling off that they roll through, that it's not like uh, a permanent. And sometimes it's hard for me to uh, believe that how I feel in a moment isn't like just now who I am. Forever? Yeah. This is it? Is it? Because like, to me, okay, I'm tying this into your other point of, like caring too much, right? Caring too much. Oh, I'm doing fingers. Um, <laughs> I am pointing out my thoughts with my fingers, uh, audio p- friends. Um, yeah, when you care too much, it's hard to know what feelings to not care too much about, right? And like, yeah. that's that's the fishy part. Because like when I come very fully into caring about situations, um, the feelings are also there too, right, Anessa? So something to think about, how to separate <laughs> those two things. But yeah. So you're talking about like, so caring too much is for you feels like what feels like that? Like if it's, are you talking about like you can care, but you also have to accept your powerlessness about the outcome. Like it's like, it's like, it's like you can't change anybody else. 
ever. You can't change what anyone else does. You can only control yourself. So yeah. if especially if any interactions involving other people, I can they, they're all I can do is choose what I do in response to them. I can never change anybody else. I just have to adjust on my end. So it is like sort of like so you can have your feelings about it. You can want for something, but then you also just have to accept, though. But I'm powerless in the universe and I have uh, that I have to just accept the outcome. But that the outcome, even if it's not the desired outcome, can you again, you can feel however you want about the outcome. But then now what you decide to do after that is up to you. Yeah. Like what you're going to do with those like feelings that you have, like or the the hurt that you have or maybe the yeah whatever, you know? Yeah. I got to work on the uh, powerless part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> but I. Yeah, I like the idea of like, yeah, just like really giving it and then just giving up the outcome. I'm working on that. The the yeah. the powerlessness in the universe is like pretty like it's like we no matter what, no matter anybody you think the richest, most successful person or whatever, it's like we don't know. You could get hit by a bus, you know, uh, you could you could you know, there could be a, a pandemic. There could be, mm. you know, a myriad of things that 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 no matter I and I think relinquishing control for people is really hard. Mm -hmm. So we find all things in life that kind of give us the sense of stability, whether it's relationships or jobs, all these things to make us feel like that we have some control over our destiny. And we have control over how we experience our destiny. Yeah. So we're here. So we have control over like how we enjoy whatever such situation we're in. But we don't always have control over everything that happens. And that's like a very difficult thing for our brain to kind of to it's it's like accepting kind of two different contrasts. It's like, you know, so it can create cognitive dissonance a little. <laughs> it's hard to reconcile those uh, those kinds of things that it's like. So, you know, um, you do your best. That's why it's better to operate from a place of doing things that give you joy. Yeah. Because that then you're at least enjoying the experience. If you're doing things for an outcome, you may or may not get that outcome. So you so. But it's almost like, again, I'm like trying to figure out ways to cheat the system where I was like, <laughs> well, if I do what I'm enjoying, then at least I'll have a good time along the way. Then every moment will be good. Right. Yeah. And then it won't matter what the outcome is because every moment will be good. You know, that's a great way um, to cheat the system, cheat the system by having like so much fun. That's a brilliant way to cheat the system. Yeah, better to have fun. But then it's like, you know, then it's like sometimes it's like, well, sometimes if you there's different levels of fun and sometimes for the fun of like retirement, <laughs> for example, it's like retirement I hear is quite fun and you have to do a lot of things before that if you want to. Be yeah. So, so it's you got to like measure your level of like instant gratification versus delayed gratification. You know? Oh my like, gosh, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I am going to instantly order a play suit immediately after we're off yes. this uh, show. Um, those are amazing pieces of advice. Honestly, things that resonate with me. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on my on the season premiere of Five Things on Bad Dog TV. Oh, oh I'm so excited. I just remembered one last bit of advice too oh. that I think would have been the best the the last one I should have done. Okay, this is the out. real number five. The the real bonus, <laughs> a bonus, a bonus, yeah. a bonus five. It's um this one because this one I, we haven't covered body image. So oh. it's uh um uh don't worry about what if you're human don't worry about what your body looks like because you're never gonna look as good as a zebra 
<laughs> Every zebra looks better than you. So I think it's the you notion that beautiful. He, humans, humans in the animal kingdom were kind of uh, uh, not that great anyway. So, uh, so, <laughs> so that, that's my, uh, my, Look at there we go. I mean, phenomenal. Not a bad angle. Chestic. Not a bad angle. We're looking at zebras and Google and honestly, Google them, everybody. If you're listening to the podcast, Google zebras magnificent creatures yeah. that's something interesting to talk about so zebra uh if you're if you're uh you know uh at home worried about what you look like well forget it who cares no competition here yeah zebras win um, yeah. <laughs> imagine a zebra in a play suit <laughs> yeah, well, there, yeah. I, I think a zebra would be like i think a zebra would look at me in this place and go oh my god imagine we were red and white checkered <laughs> oh, it's way better, way better than just stripes. Yeah, maybe a little, like, this might be the only thing to impress a zebra. Maybe we should go. We yeah. got to get a zebra in here for the next episode. But, I, but, but imagine if this is just what my whole body looked like. I mean, how much cooler I'd be. You know what? This it, this place does it have a hood? Because if this place had a hood, my goodness, it, it, it doesn't. <gasps> but there's almost enough fabric that you can make one. Make a hood. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Anessa, thank you so much for being a guest on the show and bringing us fashion, bringing us advice, um, bringing us your comedic genius and this amazing oh. play suit. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, yes, uh, Anessa Comedy, I-N-E-S-S-A Comedy on uh, all social, basically. All socials are Anessa Comedy. Yeah. And there's really yeah. good content coming out now. So everybody go follow that. There's a lot of a lot of Sheila out there. And I love <laughs> I'm an Auntie Sheila and she works at Costco. So <laughs> really, oh really tied in. <laughs> you gotta give me the hookup. I gotta maybe maybe my Sheila can call your Sheila. Oh my god, my Auntie Sheila is so shy and she would hate that. But <laughs> um, thank you so much, Anessa. It's been thank great you. to have you on the show. Um, thank you everybody who's watched on the YouTube channel. Um, I hope you smash that like button I, I like I honestly took this whole gig to say smash that like button I'm just kidding I took it smash that like button though okay cool I'll smash it again it's over here oh there smash it um Thank you so much to Bad Dog TV for letting me host five things. Thanks to Connor Lowe, who's been in the booth Googling and giving me those smashing like button sound effects. <laughs> and thank you to Avery Jean for producing Coco Galore, for setting up an amazing lineup of comedy every night, Monday through Friday, seven and nine o'clock. Um, if you like the show, please donate to baddogtheater.com slash five things. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.